Welcome to Reading the Psalms. I'm Dan, and I am ready to read Psalm 12 with you this morning. So let's get into that together. Psalm 12. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the fruitful fall from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all their flattering lips, the tongue that speaks great things, who have said, With our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us? For the spoiling of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety at whom they puff. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace on the earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. This is a really engaging and an interesting psalm. And the first verse, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the fruitful fall from among the children of men. That is my great fear. The end of the godly, the the end of those who are fruitful. Think of the chaos that we have to endure when there is no good living. What a horrible fear that is to endure that kind of a situation. And in verse 5, there is this judgment of that. God comes in for the spoiling of the poor, for the sighing of the needy. Now will I arise, says the Lord. What if my great fear happens because of my behavior? God's going to judge this. And he's going to judge the spoiling of the poor and for the sighing of the needy. What if my fear of the godly ceasing happens because of what I did in the spoiling of the poor? What if it happens because of what I didn't do in ignoring the sighing of the needy? I was talking with my mom a few days ago about this this idea of club mentality, and I keep thinking about that, and how that is a, a system that it is easy for us to fall into. We have this club mentality about the the systems in which we operate. Uh, You fit in with me because we agree here. But that is not the way most systems in our society work. Society isn't a club. Society is full of people who don't agree. Families are not clubs. Families are full of different people, and they have to grow in their understanding of each other if they are going to agree, and exclusivity doesn't work in a family. What about churches and jobs? They're not clubs. What about communities and governments and nations? These aren't clubs. When we are operating in this club mentality, we say, and and try to defend ourselves, saying, we won't judge the poor. But if we keep anyone different out of our heart's uh, space, then we are excluding people. We say, oh, we won't take advantage of others and ignore them. But if we turn our ears away from someone who is crying for love or even just attention to be heard, saying, oh, that person's just being too needy or they're too emotional and they need to grow up, we are judging other people by our own standards and that is club mentality. This happens on the national level, and we see this in our society. There is a Me Too movement, there is a Black Lives Matter movement, and people say, well, of course those things 
Of course, Black Lives Matter. Why do we have to say that? Because when we ignore it, it means that those lives don't matter. On the local and community level is where we we can really start engaging in this. Think about your lunchtime segregation. You experienced it in middle school. And that fear, who do I get to sit with? Will I be included or am I going to be excluded again? Does it still happen at your workplace based on color or interest or TV shows and hobbies or even pay scale? Think about your own church community Is it a thick gel? How can anyone penetrate and become a part, become a sister or a brother when you have that thick mass of corn syrup, fake love? No one can get through to that gel that you and your clubmates have made together and no one is allowed in. You've just made a church a club. God judges against this. Let's look at the psalm again. Help, Lord. For the godly man ceaseth, for the fruitful fall from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all their flattering lips, the tongue that speaks great things, who have said with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us? For the spoiling of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety at whom they puff. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace on the earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. How do I make God's words matter to me and to appreciate how pure, like silver, they are? How do I make God's words matter to me today and when these things happen? That question is, how do I engage with God's words? And then that last line, the wicked walk on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. How can I engage in tearing down that which is ugly around me? This is what we need to pray about and sing about. Well, thanks for listening in. And I'll talk with you tomorrow.